This is the Emergency Medical Minute, sponsored by Mile High Ambulance. The Emergency Medical Minute is excited to announce that we are now offering AMA, PRA, Category 1 credits. This is accessible through our online course modules that can be accessed at www.emergencymedicalminute.org backslash CME-courses, or simply by clicking on the link in our show notes and creating an account. So last night, there were three friends. There were actually lots of friends, but the ones we saw were three. Things got wild. Pepper spray was sprayed everywhere, and some people got shot. And so we took care of them in heroic fashion, but... We also had in that group, one of the three friends was a young lady in her 20s who was mostly just very upset about the whole situation and also had had a significant pepper spray exposure, had a lot of eye irritation, a lot of burning skin, things like that. So I thought we would take just a moment to talk about pepper spray. Pepper spray is also known as OC spray, as the kids call it, and the OC refers to oleoresin capsicum or capsaicin, basically, which is the active ingredient in the pepper spray. So that capsaicin is an oily extract that comes from pepper plants. And there's a whole range of how kind of uh, effective and ferocious pepper sprays are. Uh, And it depends on how much capsaicin is in there. So just for reference, there is a a heat scale called the Scoville scale. Does anybody know the Scoville scale? Yeah, so it's, uh, it's basically a heat scale for food and it applies mostly to peppers. So a jalapeno pepper would be between 2,500 and 10,000 on the Scoville units. And anybody know a ghost pepper, what that would be? So a ghost pepper is actually close. A ghost pepper is around a million on the Scoville units and it used to be the hottest known pepper in the world. That was back in 2007. It's since been supplanted by other peppers. But anyway, that gives you a range. So jalapeno is around 10,000. A ghost pepper is around 1 million. How about pepper spray? What do you think the pepper spray is going to be? While you think about that, I will say, what if you thought, as a fun April Fool's joke, that you were going to make your own home pepper spray and spray all your friends and family? What could you do there? Okay. So how about the, uh, the Scoville units on different hot sauces? What do you think would be kind of on the lower end of hot sauce? Uh, yeah, yeah, good, good guess. So 2000 was a great guess. So on the lower end, we find Sriracha sauce, which is around 2200. Remember, jalapeno is around 10,000, so Sriracha is about 2200. Next comes Tapatio at 3000. Then comes Cholula at 3600. And then Tabasco at 3750. So if you're going to make your own home pepper spray, use the Tabasco. So if you are looking at a commercially available pepper spray, that would, uh, that would have a pepper spray. Actually, we don't have the Scoville units on that, but that would have a, about 1% to 2% capsaicin, whereas the police use pepper spray that's up to 10% or even as high as 30% capsaicin. So the take-home message is the consumer use pepper spray is much, much weaker than that that's available for the police. So anyway, yes, Stephen. You got a fun fact. Okay. Share with the, I'll repeat it for the podcast listeners. Oh, wow. All right. For the podcast listeners, it is alleged that previously there were alcohol-based pepper sprays. Now they're all water-soluble pepper sprays and that, and that people were set on fire with these alcohol-based pepper sprays. So, oh, we got more fun facts. This is like so a very participatory medical minute. you have your green thumbs at home, um, if you make your own like homemade pepper spray spray, it's a good organic way to get rid of root aphids. And like mites and stuff, yeah? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I agree with that. I agree with that. Okay. So, 
the first step in going out to the club is to remember your personal protection, right? Of all kinds, but in particular, in regards to, in regards to the pepper spray, uh, for people, for instance, that know they're going to go to a protest and they might get exposed to pepper spray, they recommend that they bring a couple pairs of gloves because you're going to get it in your eyes, you're going to rub everywhere. So a couple pairs of gloves after you get first exposed, you know, take off your clothes or do whatever you can to uh, kind of good decontamination and then change your gloves. If you have contact lenses, you have to get those out right away because you'll just get continual stimulation from the contact lenses getting soaked. And then there are a lot of home remedies that people talk about. Well, and then I should say you... You disperse from the area as quickly as you can and get to an area where you can breathe fresh air and not be breathing pepper spray. Home remedies that are recommended but not necessarily proven. Some people say to use Dawn soap, which is one of the mildest, and dilute Dawn dishwashing soap in like a three to one ratio with water and rinse your eyes. I would probably just recommend just using water to rinse your eyes. Yeah, the other thing is people talk about putting milk in your eyes, which again, not proven, but sounds nice, especially if it's cold milk, it might be a little bit soothing. And then the last one is they talk about putting vegetable oil on your skin and that maybe this again, this is oil based. And so you need either need a detergent, a soap to remove it, or you need something oil based. Just water alone is not going to remove it. And then in terms of the ED treatment, Big thing is to remember personal protection for us. Again, because it is oil-based, we'll get it all over ourselves, just like you would poison ivy or something else. So good PPE for the provider that's caring for the patient. Get the clothes off, get the clothes double-bagged, get the eyes rinsed, and topical anesthetics for the eyes themselves. So Proparacaine for the eyes, which brought immediate relief to this young lady that we were seeing last night. There's nothing great that you can do for the skin except for just kind of lotions and cooling agents and things like that. Patients may be symptomatic for a couple of days and, you know, they might need, if they get kind of a GI exposure or respiratory exposure, they're probably short of breath, anxious, and they may have nausea and vomiting. So antiemetics and then anxiolytic medications. We'd like to thank our sponsor, Health One Continental Division and Swedish Medical Center for their financial contributions to the EMM. Donations from them and listeners like you make it possible for us to fulfill our mission of producing and spreading free medical education to the masses. If you enjoy our show, please consider making a one-time or reoccurring donation to help cover our operational costs and keep the EMM awesome. Click on the link in our show notes to make a donation. Thank you for listening.